a KQED HD production. out of here we need to get two 600 foot ropes. This team of biologists from the University of California Berkeley is preparing to climb a giant redwood as tall as a 30-story building. They're going to install a weather station at its top which will help them predict how California's iconic trees will fare as the climate continues to change in the decades to come. Typical weather stations that are located several miles away aren't necessarily telling you what the conditions are at that site. And so in order to understand what the trees are doing and how they're responding to climate, we need to actually monitor what the, what the climate is at that site and document that over time. The trees in the Montgomery Woods plot are amongst the tallest in the world. It's one of my favorite forests on the planet. It's like a fairyland with all the, the ferns and the waters everywhere. Over the next three days, the team will haul 60 pounds of equipment 320 feet up this tree and install it at the top. The tallest coast redwood ever measured is only 60 feet taller. At their great heights, they have a long way to transport water out of the soil to those leaves in the very upper crown. And one of the things that we're hypothesizing is they will be a very sensitive indicator as things get warmer and drier and really show us right away what climate change can do to a tree that lives in an otherwise very moist, cool climate. So the plan right now is going to be, I'm gonna go up first. I'm gonna take up tools that I need, my lanyard and some of my personal stuff. The name of this tree is Beastie Boy. It's kind of its nickname for now, because it's kind of a beastly tree. and It's got big rotten cavity in the top and these reiterations, these big trunks growing out. This beast is an elder among coast redwoods, which can live more than 2,000 years. To avoid damaging the tree, the researchers shoot a rope over a high branch with a crossbow and climb up barely touching the trunk. We have a pulley set up at the top. So you have one end going up through the pulley and back down to the ground. You anchor one end of that rope and the other end is free. So you have a fixed line that's basically going up. You're just climbing the rope with the aid of mechanical ascenders. You're standing up and pulling yourself up on these. You just inchworm your way up. So when you observe someone climbing the tree from the base of the tree, it actually looks as though they're nearing the top when they start to get into the crown, into all the branches and where the foliage is. But in reality, they're not even halfway up the tree. Coast redwoods are the world's tallest trees. They're native only between Big Sur and Southern Oregon, and few of the giants remain. 
During California's gold rush, lumber companies began to log them intensively for their sturdy, pest-resistant wood. Most old-growth logging has stopped, but today only 5% of the ancient coast redwoods are left. God, it's gorgeous up here. Anthony, this is Wong. Uh, your first load is connected and ready to go. I think the fog collector is the most delicate piece because there's a mesh cylinder in the center of it and it's not really reinforced very well. So like if something were to really whack it, uh, it can dimple the mesh and that would really, really put us behind. This fog collector is adapted from one used in the Mexican cloud forest. In Mexico and elsewhere, scientists are reporting less and less fog. Coast redwoods depend on fog for as much as 40% of their water. But in California, too, scientists have noticed a decline. The changes within the coastal fog that have been most significant have taken place in the last six decades. And that has been a decline of about 30 to 33 percent. Now that disappearance of the fog during the summer months means the disappearance in that water subsidy that the redwood trees really benefit from. It's stuck. Should I lower it? Hang on a sec. Just lower it a tiny bit. Okay, lift again. Perfect. Some of the first canopy research was started like in the tropics in the uh, 1970s, 1980s. It wasn't until the, the early mid-90s that our colleague that's working on this, Steve Sillett, really got up there and started describing the biodiversity up in the canopy. But prior to that, nobody had ever really studied the redwoods you know, up in the canopy itself. You have these huge soil mats that hold water and get colonized by other plants, other ferns, other trees, and then a whole ecosystem develops up in the canopy, salamanders and all sorts of small insects that live in these little pockets of biodiversity throughout the, these really complex tree crowns. And uh, prior to that, we thought that that only existed in the tropical forests. Okay, Anthony, the solar panel's on the haul line. You're good to go. For this research project called the Redwoods and Climate Change Initiative, the UC Berkeley team has joined forces with Sillett and his team at Humboldt State University. The 10-year project is funded through the San Francisco-based Save the Redwoods League. Montgomery Woods is one of 16 research plots across California where the scientists are gathering detailed information on coast redwoods and their cousins, the giant sequoias in the Sierra Nevada. By measuring every tree trunk, branch, and fallen tree, they aim to track the forest's growth. They're taking wood samples to figure out the tree's age. And they're milling the wood and extracting its cellulose to find clues about the tree's history. Cellulose is something that doesn't change once the plant um, creates it within its cell walls. So it's very good to get a sense of how the plant responded to different environmental climatic conditions. The scientists will also subject thousands of redwood seedlings to different heat and humidity conditions. Just say when. We can manipulate those conditions, such as how much water they receive, and we can look at how those trees respond to possible climatic factors that we know might impact the trees into the future. 
So we've just hauled basically a weather station up here and we're gonna install a solar panel hooked up to a battery so that we can run the weather station from it. The first step is to set up the mounts and then the next step is to put the sensors on the mounts. The weather station includes um, light intensity, wind speed, rainfall, fog accumulation. When the fog comes rolling in through the canopy here, it gets intercepted by this mesh. And uh, when it collects on the mesh, it drips down and goes into this funnel down here. In some ways, we think that they might be highly resistant to climate change. Um, but in other ways, they might be highly vulnerable as well. The, both species are in really restricted geographic distributions and if the conditions change really drastically in each one of those areas then they may not uh, be able to grow as tall or as large. The young seedlings may not do as well. We're not quite sure. We just completed installation. Just plugged it in for the first time. You can see out the canopy. It's kind of a misty rainy day today. Feels good to be done. This is the central logger here. It's got a radio up top there, red light blinking on it. That's connected to an antenna that is transmitting the data down the tree where we will be able to collect the data remotely with another radio and antenna connected to a laptop computer. Air temperature is 6.85, relative humidity is 91.9, par is 45. These are going to be really precise and accurate measurements that we get both at the treetop and at the forest floor. Nobody else has these this type of information for these, these particular forests, so it will set a baseline for the future a hundred years from now or even longer. They're looking really good. Congratulations guys. Thanks for all your work. Okay, victory. <laughs> But how will the numbers gathered at these weather stations help protect the redwoods? Researchers are already imagining a future in which some of California's redwoods might need to move out of state. If our research shows that the southern populations are experiencing more dramatic climate change and those populations are more vulnerable than, than northern populations, then we're talking about maybe establishing them in new locations potentially the coast of Oregon. Redwood trees, like most trees, are not going to be able to migrate as fast as the climate is going to be moving. And so it's going to take human intervention, assisted migrations, or some form of active management to be able to move trees. And so we're really assisting in rescuing, if you will, the species. We may be able to plant new seedlings up in Oregon or somewhere that is in more favorable conditions for them, but what's the fate of the existing old growth forests in California? We'd like to understand what's, what's going to happen to them because they can't move. 